Welcome to the Beer Podcast. My name is Nick Mins. Uh, on tonight's podcast, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Rob Larson, uh, who has is uh, the administrator and owner of the Page Advantage Man Sets. Um, brilliant, brilliant group. Um, I just wanted to take a moment to just thank everyone for the support. Um, the podcast on six uh, online platforms on podcast platforms now has uh, 286 plays which is absolutely amazing um and also the um facebook page is as uh, 205 followers so again i'm just so overwhelmed with all the support that we've had um this will be my 22nd podcast this evening um which you know again is thinking where I came from, you know, just starting these off at the beginning of the year. Um, I didn't probably think that I'd be 22 down the line already, but it's been a brilliant uh, start to this. Um, I just hope that it's given people a bit of help um, and a bit of solace because um, that's what it's all about. You know, if it's helping people, that's the main thing. So... So yeah, so I just want to say a massive thank you for all your support. Um, just just keep listening, because uh, as long as I've got the listeners and the supporters, I will, you know, and, and and I know that it's helping people. Then I will keep this going. So thank you. Um, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so we'll be joined by Rob shortly. Um, so yeah, enjoy the podcast. Oh, Ian Thorpe's doing this, this uh, promoting this challenge laps for life for March. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not going to do it because I'm already doing the skipping and it's going to overlap. So, but then I got to, I think Saturday night here and I was like, it's the last day tomorrow. I'm just going to say I'm going to do laps for life now and just roll into something else. So it's, um, you know, because when you get to the end of something, and I found this a few times, as you finish something and then it's like a void afterwards, you know? Yeah, it it, it, it felt a bit like that for, for me today because I decided right today I'm going to, I'll have a day off today. You know, I've done mm. 28, so, so I'll have a day off. But I'm already, you know, I, I, I kind of thought this morning, I really, I really miss that 10 minutes. Even if it's 10 minutes, I just really miss that skipping now. I really miss it. I think mm. you kind of get into a habit, don't you, of doing something and then it kind of forms part of your day. So when you when yeah. you start your day and you're not you're not doing that skip or you're not trying to fit that in. So that's why yes. I think, you know, I'm going to start it back up, even if it's just 10 minutes a day. It's, it, it's something where I can think, right, I'm doing it. So... You know, it's like a, the habit can become like an addiction, right? And you start to, you think about it and you get that little itch, the cue, the craving. And then it's, you know, you get, oh, all right, I know what I need to do. And you skip and the reward's like, yeah, I feel excellent. Like, I'm glad I did that. So um, it's all behavior change and comes down to habits. And to form a habit, you need to start a system. So to go out there every day and, dedicate that small amount of time that's creating a system, you know. 
And um, with the dog walking, that same thing, that was more of a system because it was every day, same time, no matter what. Um, yeah, it's really cool. So I think self-talk, man, I did a lot of self-talk along the way. Um, so what, what, what did you kind of find like a lot of self-talk? Like what was the kind of self-talk that you were doing? Lots of things. Um, lots of negative self-talk. That comes first, I think, especially if you come in the, uh, you come in the, from a place where sort of what you know, the negative, um, you've been there so long, it takes a long time to start to overpower it with positive. So sort of like, uh, what am I doing? Like you're making a mistake or you look like an idiot or like people are looking at you, um, especially in the public space, man. Like I've had a big problem with anxiety, especially in groups and large crowds. And I threw myself in the deep end a bit in a few places because there's a lot of people watching me. And um, it was frightening, but I kind of worked out like the stories I was telling myself while I was getting the, feebly getting the tripod out of the bag and trying to erect it in the wind and, and put the sign up and then put some music on and people are watching you and you think like the whole world's looking at you. But then if you step away from, from those thoughts and what you're telling yourself and the feelings, it's a, if you just look around, you can see there's maybe a couple of people noticing you and looking at what you're doing, but they're going about their business, man. They don't care that much. It's like you're making a big deal about it in your mind and it's, that's where the battle is and that's where the talk needs to change. And the actions that you take sometimes can overpower the talk, you know. So the negative things I was saying, that was still happening while I'm extending the legs on the tripod and getting the ropes out and trying to untangle them because they're all in knots now and that was really hard. That was frustrating because I'd be like undoing knots in my skipping ropes and people are like, what's this dude doing? That's what I'm thinking. And they're probably just seeing some dude getting ready to do something. And I feel like this, this person that's got these just twisted knots of ropes and a tangled mess <laughs> um, juggling around. And, um, but if you keep doing just the small steps to towards what you're doing, it's, by the time you start actually taking action on whatever it is, in this case, it's the skipping, the self-talk sort of gone and you just get into it and it's, you start owning that space. So. I, I found like, because I'm the same, I, I, I do a lot of, of, of kind of negative, um, like self-talk. And like you say, I think the negative always does seem to come first. Um, when you're in that sort of, if you if you like, when you're in that sort of uh, frame of mind as well, but I mean, I've sometimes got out in the morning. I mean, I'm in my, I'm all I'm skipping in is in my back garden, but I sometimes think, what are people, you know, what what are neighbours thinking when they look out and they see me at, you know, upper state in the morning skipping in my back garden? Oh, what's he doing? And who's he talking to? Because I've got my phone set up and I'm talking to the phone. And but like you say, once you get into it, once you start. 
it just goes. You just, you, you kind of get caught up in it. And if anything, I kind of found like my self-talk seemed to change when, when I was kind of, especially when I started kind of reaching like the, the latter part of the time where I knew I was maybe getting like two or three minutes away. And it was like, right, come on, we can push, we can push, we can keep going, we can keep going, let's get another 50 done. Right, let's get another 50 done, come on. Do you know, it was it was almost like, then I started motivating myself. Um, So that, you know, that was one thing I kind of really took away from the skipping challenge was that you can talk all these sort of negative things and you always have these perceptions of what people are thinking and what, you know, half of just assumptions of what you think people are thinking. Um, but I, I kind of found when I was in the moment and when I was actually doing something that was motivating, I kind of started, you know, started motivating myself as well with my self-talk, you know, instead of going, you're not going to do this 50, it was, come on, we can do this 50. And then when we've done this 50, can we get another set of 50 in? So, yeah. So it makes you, makes you kind of hungry. Yeah. You know, it, it did. It really did. I mean, I was I was quite surprised because, um, you know, when I started the skipping chart, I was thinking I'm probably going to last about three days and then I'm just going to be like out of it. But, you know, I think it was, I think I kind of got to like day 10 and I'd already started having a bit of a wobble. Like, I don't know if I can do anymore. It's my legs were tired. My legs are. And then I thought, no, do you know what? We've, we've made a commitment here. We've made a commitment to do this, so we're going to do it. And it was like even when I snapped my rope, and I was thinking, "Oh God, I've snapped my rope!" And then I went, I went to, I went to shops to buy another rope. So I went to the local shops buying another rope and stuff. They didn't have have the rope, and I kind of thought, "Do you know what? Maybe that's a little bit of a sign. Maybe I'm <laughs> not supposed to buy another skipping rope. Maybe I'm supposed to repair the one I've got and we'll finish it." You know, because it had done like pretty much from the beginning, apart from doing it with the kids' green one. Um, but I kind of thought, do you know what? That I'm just going to tape it back up, and we've only got like four four days to go, so we're going to finish the little journey. And it was almost like symbolic that I sort of the last skip just by just before I ended, I snapped, I snapped it again. And I thought, oh, that you know, you've done that's magic. <laughs> yeah. So. That's an incredible ending, you know. Yeah, yeah breaking it again. <laughs> it's kind of like um, you're talking about when the rope snapped. And what day was it? The first time? Uh, day 20, I think it was day 20, 22 or 23. I can't I think it was either 22 or 23. No, it was 23. So I remember thinking, mm. right, we've got... Day 24, 25, 26, and 27, 28. So we've got another five days to skip on this. So what, what am I going to do? And then I'd gone to shot that day and I was like, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to buy a rope. Like, they haven't got that rope. So I went straight to the DIY area and just picked up a, a roll of black gaffer tape and thought, that'll do. That's good. You know, it's like uh, at that point, say if that happened on day one, two, three, the crossroad would have looked different. It would have been like, God, like, you know, it would have been a really negative thing, maybe. But at that point, you're already more than halfway home, three quarters of the way. You can see the finish line. It's like, nah, I'm not going to go down that negative road of 
oh, my rope broke, that's it, no more. Um, so that story, you might have, anyone who's, who's setting out, starting something, at the start of the road, the journey, you get a few miles down the road and if things go wrong, it's easy to go back. You know, yeah, yeah. self-talk's really powerful. Uh, the negative self-talk, powerful. But when you start picking up little positives along the way, you get a little bit further along this, this road and this journey, and then you can see the destination. It's like your positive self-talk so powerful that there's nothing that's going to stop you. you know? Yeah, it, it, it's definitely true, you know, because I kind of think if that if that skipping rope would have bust on day four or five, in that first week, I think I would have just gone, uh, you know, this is, this is a sad, we just brought the rope in week one, this ain't going to happen. But like you say, as soon as you kind of start to see that, that finishing line and it's almost in touching distance, you know, and, and I think, you know, the massive sense of achievement. I mean, I, you know, I, I felt, and I know, I know judging from some of the posts on, on the group, you know, which I've said just been amazing. Like a lot of other people were finding that as well, that it just felt like such an achievement to reach that day 28. You know, I mean, uh, Michelle had put a few, you know, she, I mean, she thought she was out of it at one point, but she just kept mm. going and, and pushed herself, you know, and even down to um, Robin thought, you know, that was done, but no, still, you know, adapted it. Did the, was it squats and... Yeah, like uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Bridge has had a hip replacement recently and skipping was off the cards. So, yeah, like you say, it was that, that thing of adapting it and still doing something. So I felt absolutely amazing. But... I mean, that, you know, that's one thing I want to say, mate. That group is is really something else when you when you're part of it. It's it's such a. I think I'd, I'd the way I explained it on one of the one of the live um, recordings I did was I think I'd said. I think what I'm going to miss most. Is kind of like this live, you know, when people are on and they're kind of you're seeing all the little comments flash up and you're getting to interact like that. And I said, you know what? One thing I'm gonna gonna miss is doing these live videos. And you know, it, it's been brilliant. But I said, you know what? This the thing that I love most about the group is how much everybody's behind each other, and it's yeah. and it's just so motivational. And I, and I think half of that comes down to yourself, mate, because you you know you really do lead that group by example. You know, you set out this group to be to be you know a kind of inspiration for people who have been in that place and, and keep them positive. And it, it, it is, it is a, a real, you know, it's a detriment to, to how well you've done to kind of get that message out to people and keep the morale of people up. And even down to like, just getting them messages, those little, what little messengers on a day say, you know, have you skipped? It's like, yeah, we will be skipping. Yeah, but even that little thing sometimes gives yeah. people that little nudge that they might need. They might be going, Rob and Chet's yeah. there. I might get away with it. <laughs> but when you get it, it's just like, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, I'm going to skip. So No, so there was times where I left it really late. I was like, God, if I don't, don't send a message out, like that's a failing of my own to everyone else. So when I started the challenge and I contacted people who 
may have been interested or put their hand up. It's like I, I made a commitment there and then, like, all right, these people are committing to a challenge, so I'm going to hold everyone accountable in a, in a way that's still friendly and positive without really ridiculing anyone or talking anyone down, you know, and just do my best to see what's going on and people dropping off. I want to know why, what's happening, what's things are getting in the way. So many people had had different things come up, caring for others and, and situations, events, circumstances that, that just got in the way and that's okay. You know, um, it's just life, about checking it? in. That's right. You know, you, know you, you expect things to kind of crop up and get in the way. But sometimes, you know, is it, you, you sometimes think, is it with some people, it's more of a cognitive thing. So it's more like there. It's like, oh, yeah, I can't do it today because um, I've, I've this knee's doing. Um, but really, it's more the fact that, in the, you know, it, it's them putting their own, their own barriers up. I've done it myself in the past where I've, I've been meant to do something and maybe I've just put up that barrier to say, oh, I, I can't do that because I'm doing this or I'm doing that. And really, I could have easily done it, but because I've put that barrier up, it's but it's not it's no physical barrier. It's a mental barrier just, just because I didn't want to do it. So, but like you say, I mean, when we all kind of made that commitment and that like on, on day 10, when I was like, oh, I don't know if I can... I don't know if I can carry on doing this, you know, and I was like, no, do you know what? We've made a commitment, so we're going to finish it. And then it became like a thing of then that self-talk again was like, yeah, we are. Just think how good it's going to feel on day 28 when you're doing that last skip. And you're thinking, do you know what? I've just done 28 days of skipping. And I've before I'd done this, I'd never done any skipping before, you know. I was kind of, yeah, I say, I, I didn't really even yeah. skip when I was a kid. Um but yeah, just just to kind of to start doing it, it was just oh yeah, I just thought it's something something different to try. It's something you know something to get involved with. Um, but yeah, yeah to, to kind of reach that goal became like a massive a massive thing. And I, 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 but getting back to the group, I mean, it's it's really something you know special to be part of. I mean, I've I've loved tuning in to watch your live videos as well. Do you know when you've been skipping and I kind of. Again, seeing all everybody's little comments coming through to kind of spare you on. Uh, it's just been, you know, such a great thing to be part of and still to be part of as well. Yeah, can't stop here, right? <laughs> so keep going. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, it drives me forward, man. Like that self talk you talk about, that's what we've been focused on here is we talk ourselves out of everything all the time. And the more time we can spend acknowledging and being aware, like self-awareness is super important with self-talk. So a lot of the time we won't even notice we've got negative self-talk because so used to it, that's the norm. But if we can, can acknowledge it and recognize when it's popping up and say, hey, hang on a second, like that's not true. Like, you're telling yourself this ridiculous story about how, I don't know, I'm such a loser. I got this, I always suck. I always make mistakes. I'm no good. I'm never getting better. 
and you feel these things and every time this self-talk creeps in and these thoughts you feel it you connect to that that sadness you know the suffering you, you feel it and it hurts and then uh you know it and you're like yeah this is my life this is where i live and this is where i'm staying this is what i deserve right but once you start to acknowledge it recognize it and go hang on that's ridiculous like i'm out here having to go at something that's good for my health it's what i'm doing is a step closer to what i'm trying to achieve and you can start like having this argument with yourself even though like some people have a have a dialogue that they can hear some people just have these thoughts that they hear but you can't actually there's no voice but yeah it doesn't matter negative negative self-talk everyone has it yeah it's just just that tug of war you know like uh, no thank you i don't think that like my ego right self-talk comes into perception that ego so your ego is telling you whoa you suck man like don't do that i don't want to be embarrassed like don't step out of this comfort zone i've created for you and it's you could be like, hang on man like i don't care what you think it's like this is about me now not not being where i don't want to be and yeah that's it self-talk i mean i mean like you know i, I suppose you know that that kind of frame of perception kind of maybe comes from what you think other people because i mean I, i've i've most of the time from what i can remember is that i've always had this perception of of how people perceive me do you know so i've i've always kind of felt you know maybe people think maybe people think you know um i think well what did i i think it the other day um Oh yeah, the way I explained it to my um, to my counselor before was that um, what she said. What was the the kind of worst thing you think about yourself? And I said because I think that people would think I'm a scruffy, fat waste of space. That was that was like one of them things that and and it wasn't like anybody had ever gone. Do you know what, Nick? You're a right scruffy, fat waste of space. It was almost what I'd built up in my own head, and then that was that that was almost so powerful that. That was what I kind of thought. Everybody's perception must be of me. Do you know? Everybody must think that. Everybody must think that I'm like that. Um, and then that, then that self-talk's like, do you know what? Maybe you are. Maybe you are like that. And then when you're trying to kind of do things like, so say for example, like skipping, or you're trying to do something which involves you kind of getting, like even down to when I started playing like football with the kids and stuff again. And, you know, I'd be like, again, like your ego kind of comes in and goes, we don't want to be doing this because if you make a prat of yourself or what if you make a prat of yourself, what what if people, you know, you you trip up, you fall off, you injure yourself, you do this, you do that. And it's just, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to be red faced looking at you, looking like that out of shape and puffing and, you know, but sometimes you've just got to, I don't know, you've got to try and 
Like so, I mean, which, which category do you fall into then? Do you fall into the the, the category of people who, who has the voice or just has the thoughts? Because I know which one I am. I think, um, especially now, after working on my own thoughts, perception, identity for, for a number of years, really hard, um, I've started to create or not even create, I've started to just step back into my own identity, who I am and what I believe. And I haven't been afraid. I still am a little bit afraid of what people think about me, but I am more aware and I unpack it and I say, hey, what am I afraid of? And what's the consequence of me being afraid? So it's like, well, you know, I won't be able to achieve what I want to achieve because I'm worried about what people think, but I want to tell everybody my message and I want to put myself out there and, and make a difference. So the only way I can do that is people are going to judge me. People are going to say crass things. People are going to be nasty. People like yourself, you're the, you refer to yourself as a scruffy fat loser or something like that yeah waste what, of space. Again? Uh, scruffy, yeah. scruffy fat waste of space yeah all right you scruffy fat waste of space you actually you're like a caring cuddly warm gentle giant that's really positive you know that's i don't see the scruffy fat waste of space but for me the thing that hurt me the most like is a, a few years ago after I've been working on myself for a while and, and really battling with my demons and, and trying to come out the other side. I was having a conversation at a New Year's Eve gathering at a pub and someone come up to me and they're talking to me, giving me a rap on the back saying, hey man, like you're doing so good. Gave me this big rev up saying how much they always liked me. And then they go, but Honestly, man, I just thought it was some crazy person. And I, I just was like, I was completely detached from the conversation and the environment for a moment because I'm like, well, hang on. Like, who the hell has the right to say that to me? And it hurt, man. It's like if someone tells you that their perception of you is you're just this crazy person that was running around their jocks getting chased by the police at some point. It's like, well... God, you know, I've been called a psycho a lot. And I had a I had a really negative perception of that for a while, but I was like, now actually, yeah, I am a little bit psycho. It's like um who's gonna who's gonna like push themselves as far as I'm willing to go? And and now I I see that those things, it's like I can turn it around and fuel use it as motivation it's like well yeah what people were saying and how I was interpreting what they're saying and thinking was just as important to to the words so if someone said well he's a, he's a psycho because he's in a straight jacket and he's in the corner rocking don't go near him or someone saying you're a psycho because you've you've run 20 laps of the oval after training in the rain you know I actually, I think I'd rather be that person that just ran the 20 extra laps or, you know, the person that just 
doesn't give up. That's why people are saying you're a crazy man. You know, this guy's crazy. And I look at people we're inspired by and we think, whoa, that's crazy. Or that's, they're a psychopath, you know. That's a, that's the sort of thing that, that comes up. And it's, it's usually somebody who's impressed or admiring you, you know, depending on the, the circumstance. But you can, you can wear it in two ways, depending on what story's stronger, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, mate, yeah. I mean, do you know, I, I mean, I've, I've used that phrase a few times and I've heard a few people, you know, I've, I've, I've been called crazy a few times, not, and, it, and it's more for, oh, you, you know, you're thinking of playing in goal again at 35 for a thing. God, you must be crazy. You know, you won't be able to move the yeah. next day. But, you know, I kind of, like you said, I'd rather be that person who people are thinking, God, you know what, you're a bit, you're a bit crazy for trying to do that or trying to do so, but at the same time, it's, it's something that I'm trying to do to push myself. Then I can take that. I suppose it's when you know, when people say, oh, you know, you, you're crazy in another ways. I like, you know, again, but that's how, yeah. you, how you perceive it in, in, in the situation that I suppose that like, you're in. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd definitely rather be the guy who. Or runs a 20 laps after training not like i would not <laughs> you can be that guy you know, takes a long time yeah it's, uh, i'd oh. still be i'd still be running now if i started a year ago to be honest with you so it would take it would take me a while to run i'm not the fastest runner anymore yeah that's okay and um there's lots of people in the world that we can look to that can motivate us to do things but sometimes the the person that we're, we're looking at is they're so far away from our own reality that it's not helpful, you know, unless you're in the right mind frame to, to see that person and be inspired. It's like, we can see like somebody and, and just be, we can be pushed away. We can, we can turn around and go the other way. So imagine you're on a tennis court with me and I don't play tennis. I've had a hit here and there, a few lofts over the net. I don't know if you've played much tennis, but I'd say we could have a good time having a hit. Just Oh, yeah, hit. yeah. You know, it'd be a little bit of a challenge and rewarding. But then let's say if, if you and I, we go out onto separate courts and, and Nadal's on the other side of the net and Federer's on your side of the net on the other side, and now we're against professional tennis players. Pretty soon we're going to walk off the court feeling pretty defeated and smoked and probably last about a minute and then give up. Yeah. But then if you turn it on its head and say, I don't know, a seven-year-old comes out on the court, it's on the other side of the net, we're going to trump them. And it's just like, it's going to be so boring and there's no reward because there's no... There's no middle ground. There's no slightly, there's slight amount of advantage or a slight disadvantage. So if you're not between those, those increments of slightly better or slightly worse, it's like you're, you're going to either be really bored or really defeated. Yeah, like that, 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 you know, that sort of middle ground gives you a little bit more 
like you say, we just, you know, if we was both playing tennis and we'd both never played or playing any sport where we both never played, we'd probably have a right good laugh because it it would be more, and even if you were going to be playing it, if you like competitively, because you're both on a, on the a middle ground, you probably get a lot more sort of enjoyment and you feel challenged as well. You know, you know, anything, you know, I suppose that's another thing, you know, it's like, I've always kind of felt with, with kind of like, um, like when we, when you play football and things like that, you know, we, uh, our, the football team I used to coach, we reached our, our first final, um, uh, it was in the kind of like a cup final. We reached our first cup final uh, last last season. Um, and the way that the work, I always kind of find it's really strange. But the we we are what they call like a we're like a division two side, and then there's division one sides. Um, but the division one sides got put in the plate as well for some reason in the cup. I don't I don't know why in this certain cup. So. We we were groups two sad, and then we got drawn in the final against a group a group one sad, um, and up to up to that point we'd played some group two sads, some really top end group three sads, and all the games had been very competitive, very good, and you know when we'd it was a real challenge, but it was real rewarding at the same time. We could say, do you know what? We slugged it in that match. But we managed to get through and 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 they played fantastic. And then we went out on the final day. And you know, we played this division one side, which was like in the UK, it's like called an academy side almost, because they're just everything's they're, they're quite pro-taught, if you like. And we got absolutely just just trumped. You know, we got we got totally turned over. I think it was about nine, ten nil in the end. Um and but they all came off feeling really deflated, but it's because at that time there was no, there was no middle ground with them. You know, it it was almost like a lot of them had turned up there, thinking, do you know what? They're a div one side and we're div two, so we're gonna, it's not gonna go well for us. So I think already in some of their minds, so you know that thing of having a middle ground where you can challenge. And, and feel challenged and feel like you've earned the victory or if you've lost, do you know what we lost, but we played really well. And it was, some of them come off and, you know, I think it's one of them things where a lot of them don't really like to even talk about it anymore because it's, it's just something where they got, you know, dumped out a cup 10, you know, nine or 10 nil. So it, you know, if you find that middle ground and you can kind of feel like, you've been challenged. I suppose that's, that's a, that's a good place to be. Sometimes um, something like that, it's really, um, it's hard to overcome, I guess, the negative feelings when something like that occurs because it's a, it's a team effort and everybody's worked up to that moment for a whole season, pre-season, every training, every injury, you know, there's people watching that can't play the game because they're hurt or, you know, things like that happen. And there's, there's a whole club behind you rallying for you. And, and there's a lot of, um, like, disappointment at the end. Um, but quickly, 
you find the encouragement comes back and and yeah, you, it's going to be somber. People wear it, and some people take it really badly, and and that's just a sign of how passionate someone really is sometimes. And I mean, I can remember playing a few different team sports myself, and I've never tasted the glory of the cup. Or you know, even I've played for teams that have been smoked every week, and just like it was the norm to show up and okay let's try not in cricket it's like i played cricket when i was younger it's like all right we're gonna try not get dusted by 100 runs you know we're gonna try not get bowled out for 50 you know <laughs> it's like that's the sort of thing the aim becomes so low like the expectation of the team was so low because like that's what we're doing and um i remember one time i went out there and and we won and everybody was so inflated like i'd never seen so many happy faces you know um because it tasted so much better when it's it's like it's out of the norm you know so yeah i mean team sports have got lots of great great avenues and aspects and and this i know the club i'm involved in at the moment the talk is important and they always talk about the voice. Like when the voice drops off, the game drops off. And occasionally it's sometimes there's enough skill out there that if the voice does disappear, the skills are there. But especially with the underdogs, if the I've noticed if the voice is there, it gets better. And and they usually win, you know. You usually get beat by the the louder team that talks and and that's self-talk, but that's everybody is putting that positive sort of talk into the air. Everyone's hearing it. And like, in a sense, it's, it's still self-talk because you're speaking it, you're spreading it and people are repeating it. And it's, it's just, that's how it works. Yeah. I mean, positive talk. I mean, I, you know, I was, I was, you know, I used to play, I used to play football when I was younger. I, I've never played. I'd always played for, you know, I played for one team where our first season, we finished, I think, second to bottom. We got beat all the time. But, you know, I was having a right laugh. And then our second season, we just all gelled, got promotion. And then our third season, we just, I think we, we just missed out on relegation again. But, you know, we was just just pleased to be where we were and pleased to be playing football as well. And just, you know, it was more about having like a good time and, you know, just a bit of the winning was, was not too bad as well. I was quite competitive. Um, but, you know, I always, you know, I, I couldn't have been any prouder of, of our team on how well that they'd done in you know in in football in general and and to reach a final was something massive and i you know still proud even now i mean my son played for that team as well oh still well he still plays for the team um and you know i couldn't be any proud of that you know he'd, he'd managed to reach you know reach a feat that i'd never i've never got to before and you know i i i kind of came away from it thinking do you know what yeah we got beat we got beat by a better side. However, 
do you know, we reached a final. We reached our first final. You, you know, at least you're kind of going to be able to look back and on that little winners on that little runners up medal and say, do you know what, we was in a final. You know, mm. it, it's it's something to be proud of. You know, so I'm all, I'm when I coach and stuff, I'm I'm all about. I'm not I'm not one to burn and be like real tactical or. Mm. Go for go for the win and do this and do, I'm especially like the, with the youngest the younger girl side that I coach. It's it's all about you know I want I want them to enjoy it. I want them to I want it to be inclusive. I want them to enjoy it. I want it to be positive. So the winning don't really matter to me. It it, it it's it, for for me it's more about enjoyment and them getting out of it what they want. And I'm always quite transparent as well in our. And I will put that across is that if you want to win games and you want to, you know, be winning trophies and whatever, then this really isn't the club for you or in the team for you, you know, how our coach is this, this and this, you know, and if this is what you want, then that's fine. And it seems to have worked with a lot of people that seem to um, enjoy the environment that the big, that they've been given. So, so yeah, but, it's funny how when you're in another situation as well, how you, you know, so say like when I coach, how my self-talk can sometimes change very quickly. So when I'm coaching the girls, I'll be extremely positive about everything because, you know, you have to be. Everything they're doing is amazing. Everything they're doing, they're challenging themselves. And yet as soon as that, that session's over, then the self-talk will start with me, on me, if you like. I'll start going, so how do you think that session went? Uh, it could have been better. Maybe could have been, you maybe could have done this. Oh, boy, if you could have done this. Well, if, you know, and it, it all, that's how my self-talk has been for quite a long time, is it's always quite self-assessing, you know. Yeah. I remember you said uh, that someone, your wife, tells you about being grateful, right? gratitude for, for what you do have, what's something positive around you, right? So yeah, yeah. in that situation, you're coaching an incredible bunch of young people that they're all out there for the same reason. They're doing the best they can. There's so many positive things for us to, to lean on at that time when, when we step away from, I guess, stepping into a role. So at that time, you're the coach. And you've stepped into that space as the coach. It's like, all right, got the coach hat on, I'm positive, things are going great. All right, let's get into it. Everybody coming out. Everyone's fired up, let's go. And you've you got to be able to step away. And, and the more that you can step away from that space where you're coaching and you can bring that positive attitude into your life, even on a personal level, is that's how how people really start to see the big changes and say make waves. You know, there's the ripple effect. Once it goes outside of there, things get a lot better. And so it's a challenging road, but it's gotta be. It's rewarding. And uh, yeah, you can't you can't just have it handed to you. And there's so many times I've sat in my own self-loathing and and just crap that I would just 
have pity on myself and wallow with it and be okay. Like I'd pat myself on the back for the misery, you know, like, oh, you know, it's better off I just do this and I'm not going to call anyone because if I sit in a room with one of my friends, they're going to instantly be depressed because I'm such a sad, sorry sack. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's just like that's just crass, absolute beetle dung, you know. It's like that's all the self-talk, just getting the road. And that's that's why we're talking today is self-talk and it pops up so many places. And this, we don't even realise that it's our self-talk that is impacting how we carry ourselves through the day and into the next. So let's uh, let's talk a little about what little bit about your new um, challenge. We touched off on it a little bit at the beginning. So yes. obviously, so so this will be what your third challenge of the year is it? This one. So you had your walking. Yeah, yeah. I kind of had it in my mind that that I would maybe step away, have a bit of a break for a few weeks, but there's a bit of a void after that. So. I decided to just keep the momentum and uh yeah there's a there's a great cause here in australia it's a broader cause as well but i'm supporting australian organization reach out and they're supporting crisis support for basically suicide prevention and crisis support for young people because in australia still the leading cause of death for young people is suicide and that's shocking. That's so crazy. I, uh, I'm not a elite swimmer. <laughs> I've done a bit of swimming here and there. Um, swimming's actually something I've lent on in the past when I've been really nervous at new environments, schools, and clubs or whatever. And if a swimming thing pops up, I just my hand goes straight up because I know I can swim. But I um, actually had some crushing blows swimming too, where I cried at like a, like a state um, event where I was representing a school and I was quite young. And I had won all the way there and then got toasted in the final. So um, yeah, that was a heartbreak moment. But no, we move on. So this challenge is, is laps for life. And it's, it's endorsed by Ian Thorpe and a few other big swimmers. And um, I'm throwing myself in the fast lane. And uh, I've chosen to go at the advanced level, which is to cover 20 kilometers, but you can shift the distance. And in the first 24 hours, I've covered 3.2 kilometers. Um, so I think I might be able to knock out a bit over 20. But um, yeah, I have a goal to aim and raise $10,000. And yeah, just just going to keep rolling the arms over, knock out some laps and do videos at the pools with permission and put some posts up, a little bit of motivation and film my laps and tally them up. And yeah. Just for a good cause, a cause I'm really passionate about. I've um, I've known a few people in my 
my journey and, and recently that have either lost someone to suicide or, or died by suicide. So um, I think everybody can feel some sort of impact from somebody in my past through suicide. Yeah, you know, it, I suppose it's more common than people, you know, people probably think it is. I mean, it, it, it it's funny how people don't think it's a, a big issue sometimes, you know, and it's almost like that last, that last gasp for help really you know when they don't get it that's the only way that some people know is a way out and you know it's sad that some people get to that point i understand now like how because as i always used to have this thing of how can anybody get to that point but once you've been in a position where you've 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 struggled with these sorts of things you, you do start to empathize with people that god how desperate they must have been and you know how come they didn't get the help they needed and you know there's there's a few people i know i think it really you know my brother has had a, a, a friend of his who um who committed suicide and i know it had a, a profound effect on on, on him for a while you know he, he, I think even to this day he still struggles on the day when it comes around where it's the anniversary that it still affects him and I mean we're nearly what eight or nine years on now so but no I'd say I'll be donating to that Rob to support your cause um, where can the, the link be found if anybody wants to donate any of the listeners anybody feels that they can contribute any amount, small, large, or even just inspire me to keep going, share a post on Facebook, um, posting on Instagram at Advantage Mindsets and I'm posting on my page, Advantage Mindsets, which uh, I'll pass the links on to Nick. There's also a link to a donation page to go straight to my fundraiser towards the $10,000. It's the target. And then a, anyone that wants to register, it's still March. You can jump in the pool and, and raise some money as well. So something that's, it's really, it's close to me. Mental health, super important. And, um, yeah, to, to think about the opportunity and the only one shot at life you get and that it can end so easily and and that somebody will get to the point where where maybe there's no more avenues and that it becomes the only option is it's pretty numbing and it's a bit hard to hear. But uh, we can still do something about it and contribute to services that that provide the supports and and raise awareness and spread a positive message. And every person that might see a post or contribute a small amount of money, somebody might see it. That's that needs to. 
and the more places that that I can put it, the more messages I can put out there, the more lives that we can all help save and impact in a positive way. Everybody has the power to do something positive. And it all starts from you, us, everyone has a choice to do something great and do something today. I said, do you know what, mate? I think that's a, a, a brilliant message to uh, to end on. It's once again, mate. It has been an absolute pleasure to talk to you yeah. yet again. Um, maybe I have to do another one down the line. Another another yeah, one. We'll, we'll, we'll pick a mm. pick another. Maybe I have to do one when you've uh, when you finish your swimming challenge. Yeah, maybe when I start climbing Mount Everest. You know? <laughs> when you're halfway up and you've got a signal, yeah, you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, set up a little like uh, satellite laptop and a briefcase, James okay. Bond style. I have to remember your microphone though, mate, to make sure you take your beatbox <laughs> yeah. microphone as well. <laughs> yeah, lots of jumpers, you know. <laughs> all right, well, thank you very much, Nick. I really appreciate your effort and the challenge and contributions to the group because the energy you're putting in, everyone's loving you. Everyone's loving what you're doing and, and it's so cool you're on the other side of the earth and couldn't thank you enough. So no, I said, congratulations. Do you know when I say, Rob, the, the, the pleasure's been all mine and, you know, I just look forward to, to kind of keeping in touch with you and, you know, like I've said a few times, I think there's some people I've met on there like I might not ever meet face to face as in thingy, but there's some people on there who I'll, I'll, I'll keep messaging all the time to, to keep in touch with them. Um, but no, what you've created, mate, is a real positive environment for people to be in and also to follow. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure being part of it and to still be part of it and to kind of spare you on to keep you going on your, in your current challenge as well. Thank so, you very much. No, mate. thanks very much, mate. Anyway, really appreciate it, man. No problem, buddy.